Yo, I'm Augie. Hey, and I'm Riz. And you're listening to Press Play with Augie and Riz. This is a weekly podcast where we, two guys who still have not won an Emmy, talk about movies, music, TV, or anything we think you guys might like to listen to. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at PressPlayAR. That's PressPlayAR on Instagram. In episode 52, we review the movie The Babysitter, Killer Queen. And over at Quick News, we'll talk about the Emmys, the first trailer for WandaVision, Florence Clue's potential future with Marvel, and lots more. And after all that and a bag of chips, Riz will let you know, or will let you know about the video on demand and music albums that are out now. I'll tell you the fact of the week, and this week's Six Degrees of Separation, which I have no idea because you're the one who wrote the script this week, is Madeline Kahn and Zoe Deutsch. But first, quick news. So this past weekend, the Emmys were on seventy uh, second. I want to say seventy yeah, second. So. Sure, why not? The twenty twenty Emmys were on, and we were it was Sunday, and we were actually having dinner, and yeah. we're like, "Are the Emmys on tonight?" Shit, um, I mean, we we wanted to do another Emmys episode, but it it just sort of snuck up on really us really fast. Yeah, man. Uh, um, so, uh, we tried to subscribe. We're currently not attached to a cable service or anything like that because I decided um, that YouTube TV just keeps going up, you know, as far as the price goes. And I'm paying $65 a month just to watch Rachel Maddow. I love Rachel Maddow, but she ain't worth that much. Yeah, Rachel, um, hook us up, bro. Yeah, like, you know, just don't just, well, I'm not going to go into to, to say how I'm continuing to watch her. Yeah, so let's just, no, uh, but back to the <laughs> Emmys. It's the Emmys during the coronavirus pandemic, and boy, was it awkward AF. From the Twitter feeds that we saw, because we didn't watch it, yeah, and, and the videos that we and, saw. And people that we follow on social media, like the people who were nominated actually had uh, the backdrops of like red carpet, <laughs> <laughs> in their backyard, Shangela, Nicole Byer, who was nominated for uh, Best uh, Reality Host for Nailed It. Shangela yes. was nominated for her HBO show, We're Here with Eureka O'Hara huh. and Bob the Drag Queen. And other uh, celebrities had their own right. red carpet in their backyard. And it's just an awkward moment to live in right now. That these people, these celebrities are going above and beyond, A, to, to, to stay relevant, and B, to give the people who put them together the credit, you know? Can, yeah. can you just be in your PJs and be like, yeah. you know, I'm. It, it is what it is. Does it have to be that? They also, like... You know, that big? Were gimmicky and had each, uh, each of the nominees had a person... In a hazmat suit with an Emmy waiting outside their house. That's weird. That's a bit. Um, I wouldn't say it's offensive. Funny. I, I'm on the fence with that because it, it, it's dying. it's kind yeah. of. The, well, I mean, it's the world we're living in, and they're they're trying to like we know we know that people died, and we're not trying to make light of people dying. It's not like they're going. They're presenting the. Um, the Emmys and corpse bags or anything like that, you know. Yeah, I they're, guess. They're they're just they're trying to make light of our reality. You know what I mean? 
But like uh, the guy that played Remy or in the show, um, Remy, Remy, yes, <laughs> Rami, uh, Rami or whatever. Uh, he showed a video of what happens when you don't win. And basically, the guy in the hazmat suit outside the house just sort of waves through the window and walks oh, away with their Emmy. Oh, so wait, there's like the five, six each, each yeah. are are waiting at those actors or actresses' yes. doors and wait until t- outside with outside that their is window. So bad. Oh, so I'm assuming he didn't win. He did not win. Oh, that must be crushing. <laughs> <laughs> It's like being mouthed from the street. It was not you. <laughs> and drive away. <laughs> Sorry, Shrug. Uh, uh, but it was a big night for Shit's Creek. It was a huge night, though, for Shit's Creek. Shit's uh, Creek became the first show, both in the comedy and in drama, for all the actors to to win all lead actors. That is amazing, and, and I believe it's also the most winning. Uh, comedy show ever yep so Catherine o'hara won uh for lead actress eugene levy won for lead actor dan levy uh won supporting actor and he also won another emmy for writing in the same show right and ann murphy won supporting actress amazing all of them deserved it oh yeah as hell you yeah know? Uh, the only my only thing about Schitt's Creek taking over the comedy is uh, Good Place wasn't recognized at all. No, and that you know that final episode maybe the writing could have. I mean, I haven't seen obviously the final season of Schitt's Creek yet. It's you know we're excited it's coming to Netflix October eighth. Yeah, uh, October seventh. Yes, October on Netflix. 7th. Uh, so that means that Schitt's Creek has another year to be nominated. No, no, this is for... Oh, that's right, because we're, 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 we're behind. We're behind, yeah. We're behind, okay. So, yeah, we're gonna we're, we're excited to see the final season of Shit's Creek. Yeah, like, which, surprisingly, we have been avoiding any type of spoilers or anything. I mean, we've seen pictures, so we know that there's a wedding. Uh, obviously, there was uh, a proposal, so... We'll see. There's a fucking crazy-ass wedding. Uh, so, kudos to them. It was such a fun and funny show. I would say it's one of press plays... Uh, top shows that we recommend. It's a fantastic show. It's a fan, and 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 I would like to also recommend Good Place, even though it did oh, not, yeah. it did not get any gold, unfortunately. And the history for this year's Emmy keeps going with Zendaya, who became the youngest uh, actress to win lead at just twenty four years old. I've been saying that girl has a career ahead of her. She she's amazing. She won it for her HBO show Euphoria, which I haven't seen, but people are raving about that show. We'll check it out when we finally get the HBO Max for that one month. <laughs> yeah, when Justice League premieres or the Michelle Williams show premieres. Uh, so congratulations to Zendaya. I agree with you, babe. She is an amazing actress. She's so down to earth. She's so cool. And she's well, well deserved. Very proud of her. Also, uh, the amazing uh, limited series Watchmen won for limited series, mm. as did uh, the for best actress. 
Uh, Regina King. Regina King, who, you know, I've been a fan of her since 227 back in the day. You know, the little girl from 227. And it took me a while to, like, put those connections. I'm like, oh, my God, that's her. <laughs> so that that's amazing. Uh, obviously, Michelle Williams won that award for a limited series last year. Um, and, it, you know, I'm loving just limited series, you know, because... But they sometimes can, that's all you need. Yeah, you, all you need is one season sometimes. Um, I, I think Lost was an amazing show. Um, if they had done it, like, in a season or two, it would have been probably my favorite show of all time. You know what I mean? I think a good series, if you want to do multiple ser- seasons, should be no max than five seasons. I agree. I agree. Three to five is pretty solid. You have first season to second season to work up on the character development and then take it from there from three and four and close it on the fifth season and that's it that's all you need but people just go on and go on and go on it's the network it it is it is the network and it just becomes oversaturated it loses its meaning and uh that's how that's how it is it's it's it should be shorter um We'll see, hopefully, next year how the Emmy turns out if we're still during this pandemic. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm thinking we will be. Uh, but we'll, hopefully we will have an Emmy episode next year. Because uh, yeah. that was fun. Some TV shows that we're watching now that could be potential Emmy nominations for next year, which is the Umbrella Umbrella Academy yeah, and Ratchet. Although we saw the first episode, but I wouldn't be surprised if... Homegirl Sarah Paulson gets no, it. She will be nominated. Or gets a nomination 100%. or the show in itself. And uh, Umbrella Academy has quickly become, like, probably my current favorite show that, you know, you and I are currently watching. Yeah. It's, we, we, we did our thing where we watched a few episodes and then you're like, oh, let's watch something else. And um, we finally picked it up and... Like, there was a certain point in season one where I'm like, I want to see what happens next. I want to see what happens next. I want to see what happens next. And it got so good. And then we heard nothing but amazing shit about season two. Yes. And we're two episodes in. And it's 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 good so far. I'm excited. I'm excited to see where they go. I'm, I'm loving how they're using their powers and how uh, each character has developed in the past and how they're going to be, like, introducing the father and uh, Pogo. In yes, the past, I like which that is too. really cool. Um, so I highly recommend Umbrella Academy. We're also watching. Um, I'm sure the Jurassic Park kids show will be nominated for a kids <laughs> Emmy. Hey, it's fun. It's, we like it's it. Cute. It's, it's cute. It's cute. Uh, Camp Jurassic Crustaceous or Cretaceous. Yeah, they aren't killing the kids off though. I don't know why. I don't. They never do. <laughs> oh, we're so morbid. Anyways. <laughs> They finally released the first trailer for WandaVision series, which is set to premiere exclusively this December on Disney+. Plus. Uh, we talked about it in our previous podcast that there is debate that Black Widow might be postponed again, but it was announced that WandaVision has a set date or a set month for this year in 2020. December. And boy, were we... It, it, yeah. Uh, I, I, I know you already said it. I'm sorry. And boy, were we impressed. I loved it. I love where it's going. I feel like from what we saw, uh, Wanda's TV uh, side is is how I view it is like her security blanket. 
Right. So it, when the other couple, played by this lady, I don't know her name, from that 70s show. Deborah Jo Rubb. Deborah Jo Rubb, you know, ask her questions. She kind of breaks, you know. Right. And I feel like it's when reality is is going into reality. And that's just all a ruse or her security blanket. But I don't want to give too much away for the trailer. Go see it. But I I enjoyed it. I uh, what do you think? I'm like very much anticipating watching this show. Uh, from what we've heard and what we've discussed about it, the trailer is exactly what I was expecting. Me too. Um, and it looks, it looks crazy. You know, for any fan of old shows like I Love Lucy or like Leave Bewitched it, or it Leave Beaver. It to Beaver, um, they're gonna be like paying homage to to those sorts of shows and yeah. kind of be going through these. I'm sure there's going to be an explanation of why they're there. You know, I have theories already of what's going on. Um, I'm very excited to go on that journey. uh, And Disney Plus has a future hit on their hands, in my opinion. Yeah. And for those of you thinking or wondering about uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think that's being pushed for 2021. Uh, because after they lifted restriction to filming, where they were filming, they got hit with a earthquake. Wow. So that pushed them back even more. Unbelievable. And sticking to the Marvel news, uh, Florence Pugh, who is set to star as Jelena Belova, that's my Russian accent, in Black Widow, was recently asked about her future with Marvel Cinematic Universe. As many comic book nerds know, Jelena takes up the mantle of Black Widow. And this is what she had to say. She says, If you get asked to be in a Marvel film and it was so thrilling and fun and exciting to be in, then of course your head goes, oh my God, if this is what it's like, then what else is next? If that happens, then I'm lucky enough and p- that people appreciate my character. That's an exciting road to go on. I would be silly not to be excited about it. I think that being part of the Marvel club is a great honor, but we'll see if people like Jelena first. So, yeah, so it's dependent on our reaction to her character, basically. Yeah, and, and I think that's how it is with a lot of, of oh, yeah. movies. Oh, yeah. Not necessarily Marvel Cinematic, any type of movie. It mm-hmm. It's all, like, character reaction or audience reaction. That's why they have secret screening and special screening. Yep. Um, what was the movie that we talked about, that clue you said? Uh, you've talked about it several times, how they've done screenings with the ending, well, no, Clue actually um, was uh, had four different endings. Uh, and when it was originally released, they sent, like, endings to, like, different studios. One of the... The fourth one never has never been seen, but they've written about okay. it. Okay. But they are right. screenings like that. Or, oh, yeah. Or where they completely had to change either the writing, the character, a death... Um, Final Destination is a good example of that. Oh. Uh, originally, uh, what's that guy's name? Devin, Devon Sawa. Yeah, he was supposed to die at the end of, at the end of it, and instead of and characters hated it. I mean, the 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 um, test audience hated that. Uh, yeah. So he was a teen heartthrob. How they brought him. Kill Devon Sawa. <laughs> so they ended up bringing him back, 
and reshooting or not reshooting but shooting a new ending um you know taking place six months later where the three survivors go to paris and Kerr smith is the one that ends up dying um wow but even so devon sawa ends up dying in in between films wow by getting like hit hit on the brick a loose brick walking into a house or something if you guys are excited to see black widow if you're excited to see yelena possibly or not possibly taking up the mantle of black widow hit us up on instagram at press play ar or you can shoot us an email at go press play the number two at gmail.com yes uh so very cool we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back to review the movie the babysitter killer queen Hey, and we're back. Before we go ahead and review uh, the movie, uh, I want to also talk about a little bit of the release of PlayStation 5. And they came out with some prices. Uh, PlayStation 5 uh, digital, which means that there is no disc, everything is downloadable, is going for a price of $399, which is pretty reasonable. And the other option is the PS5 basic the ones that you do buy an actual disc to play is coming out with a price of 499 uh and other and some video games that are coming out for the ps5 is spider-man miles morales um the hogwarts legacy Mm -hmm. and as well as final fantasy 16. there's very little information so far that we have but i'm working on possibly doing a segment of just video games so hang on tight to that yeah we should have kyle back for that mm-hmm. whenever we do that yeah. uh it, it, it is up for pre-order right it's sold out it, yes it was but it's completely sold out so it has a release date uh november 16th i want to say well like you say uh magneto's famous line let the uh stupid people go first and chess <laughs> and... the pawns go first but a- close exactly. yes because you know the all the first people that get it there's always bugs and they always have to like exchange it and all this shit so wait a couple months oh yeah i'm not planning to get a ps5 this year yeah sometimes for spring next year is when i'll probably go and and do the jump uh but yeah very exciting um so we watched the movie the babysitter killer queen which was released september 10th 2020 on netflix so there there really is no uh, budget or anything like or there was a budget i didn't look it up or like move you know <laughs> stuff like that it was directed by mick g who directed the the first babysitter charlie's angels and charlie's angels full throttle and terminator salvation and i would like to also add he was the original frontman of sugar ray before being replaced by mark mcgrath I listened to Sugar Ray on the new 90s radio station that I found every morning. All right, let's stop before we get sued. The cast includes Judah Lewis, Emily Allen Lynn, Jenna Ortega, Robbie Amill, Andrew Bachelor, Hannah May Lee, Bella Thorne, Ken Marino, Leslie Bibb, Chris Wilde, and Samara Weaving. The synopsis is the film continues the story of Cole Johnson now in his junior year of high school, who must, again, fight to ensure survival over one night as he is hunted by demonic enemies, both old and new. 
Um, so we had watched the first one several, like, it's been a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw, you know, this pop up on Netflix, and I didn't know they were making a sequel, and I yeah. didn't realize it was a sequel until we watched the trailer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit, that's the sequel! It's a sequel to that movie that we had seen before. Yeah, initially we thought it was a completely new movie. standalone movie on, yeah. on its own. Um, so, like, I would say 99% of the original cast returns, which is interesting because... Uh, 80% of the original cast was dead by the end of the first one. Uh, you know who I would have liked to have seen that didn't return, though? Who? Uh, the bully. His bully that kind of danced like a jerk. And Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I would have liked to have seen what he's doing this day. But everyone else returns, which is, which was cool. And I actually decided to go back um, and rewatch the first one. You didn't with me. Yeah. Um, to just to get an update and they did sort of um retcon the ending a little bit um because they 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 definitely didn't mention that they didn't find any bodies at the end of the first one but in the second one they kind of showed that scene again and the officer goes this is weird we can't find any bodies to to him and it's they retconned it but i guess they decided for sequel purposes, that's what they had to do. Yeah, um, I guess. Yeah, so it's uh, supposedly three years later, which uh, in movie in the movie world, the the film was uh, the film was made in 2016 and it premiered. No, it was made in 2015 and it premiered in 2016 on Netflix. So it's been yeah. like four years. Um, and the actors are are much older, much noticeably older. One thing I, I liked to I liked about the sequel was that the character Cole didn't hide what happened in the first movie. Right. Like it wasn't this whole oh no one's going to believe me. He did the complete off opposite. He actually was very verbal about what happened in detail, and still no one still believed him. You know, and I, I like that approach about it, you know, and it, it, it developed this outcast in a different perspective of a person that you usually don't see in movies. You mentioned uh, a little bit of a plot hole um, that has absolutely no explanation. Uh, the bodies of obviously the kids did disappear, but, you know, they're... If he's telling this story and nobody's believing him, I mean, there were police officers that were killed. And also, if they're missing, yes. there would, like, someone would in believe him. In the first him. one, they got called in. It was two police. And, you know, they they played it off that the after they died, uh, they got the radio. And they radioed in that everything was 10-4, that we're going to go get donuts. Which is fine. That part is fine. It could be de- believable. But... Their their husbands or wives are gonna question like when is these officers coming home? The last thing that they were checking was this house, and then they went somewhere else. Yeah, and patrol cars have numbers on them, which was out there as well. So you know why didn't they go that route? That's something McGee can uh can uh, address in the in the next one. They're they're already (laughs) planning a new one. So, uh, obviously this takes place four, three years later, actually. You're still figuring this out. I don't know. (laughs) So, the, the character of Cole is now a junior in high school, and he, um, nobody believes him. They have, like, the, the scene with his, his nurse, who's 
a very funny comedic actor. I, I can't remember yeah. his name at the moment. Um, and he's sort of invited to a like a, a party on a lake by his best friend from the first from the first film, who he had a, a romantic moment with in the first one. Um, but she's now dating like a stupid jock. Yes, which I didn't really understand because which is she, Robbie she was, Amell. No, Robbie Who's... Robbie Amell was the the demonic guy that always had his shirt off. Oh, okay. Never mind. I think that was um, I don't even think one of them. Yeah, yeah. Or Andrew Bachelor or something. Um, but um, he's uh, invited by. Um, this this will contain spoilers, by the way. We're not going to go into incredible detail, but, you know, there are twists that we are going to mention. So he's invited by her, and I, I did find it weird that there was still, like, this chemistry that, that, that they were showing between these two characters. And she was still flirting with him, but she was with the stupid jock. And I'm like, okay, this is a weird plot point. And I remember like them introducing the new characters, the jock, the the cute Hispanic girl, and I guess it was a stoner um, with long hair, and uh, and I'm like that they're, they're all fodder, they're all gonna die. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? I thought so too. Those are sacrifices so, for the movie. Um, so he gets there, and uh, the jock has a like a boat. Like a RV slash boat, like a it's a boat, but it looks like an RV boathouse. Yes, yeah, I, that's or what a it's yacht. called, a <laughs> boathouse, like a lake yacht. I don't know. Um, and they go out at night and they play spin the bo- uh, seven minutes in heaven, and one thing leads to another, and we find out that the that these kids are actually part of the devil blood cult. This was like a pretty pretty big twist because we're expecting his best friend from the first one to to basically be his partner to like escape and she turns out to be part of the blood cult. Yes. Um that lured him over there so they could use his I don't know why him. They could have used any kids uh that's another plot hole. Any kid you know, young you know, uh, innocent kids. The only thing blood. I can think of is probably that they'll believe it or it gets to the point where he gets believed Maybe. And they just want to get rid of him to, like, die that story down. So, yeah, at, when that is revealed and they actually kill the cute Hispanic girl off as a as it's like the blood of a sacrifice and then the blood of, of an innocent. The, the Hispanic girl was the, the sacrifice. After that, that's when the original devil cult from the first movie end up coming in all alive, even though uh, Cole killed them all in the first one. So we had shirtless Robbie and Mill, the uh, Bella Thorne, Bella Thorne, the cheerleader, Hannah the cute uh, Asian girl who and was in Pitch Perfect. Who was in Pitch Perfect? Um, and these were, you know, in the first one they were supposed to be teenagers. All of them except for Bella Thorne were like in their late twenties. So now they're like in their early thirties, and they're looking it. They don't look like teenagers. Anymore. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, and then it, uh, you see that they're all, all of them are in in it together, and throughout this whole process, you get introduced with by Jenna Ortega, who is this outcast who's new in school, and like she's like this, I wouldn't call it like rocker chick. She's just like a outcast, basically. Uh, I do want to point out that Jenna Ortega is in Camp Jurassic, 
Crustaceous. She voices one of the the kids, and she's also going to be in Scream Five. Woo-hoo. So a lot's going on for her, and, and I'm really her. happy because I'm really impressed how she did in this movie. Yeah, she was cute. Um, and she becomes his sidekick. Yeah, like uh, unwillingly, she wasn't up for it. Right. They like hop on a, a jet ski or something to get away from the blood cult. At the at this point, um, I didn't know the cast list. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I guess Samara Weaving isn't isn't coming back. Uh, I mean, at this point, Samara Weaving has been in uh, Ready, Ready or, or not, not, and she has a lot of other things up the pike. Um, she's basically the breakout star of this film. So I was kind of expecting, wasn't expecting to see her at all. Um, but after these, the two characters escape on the jet ski, that's when one by one, kind of just like the first film, they're chased by the blood cult and you see each one die bloody. But before you see that, you kind of see their history of why they decided to to write their name in the book of the devil or whatever. And yeah, they're, basically. And in, in the flashbacks, that that's when you see they're approached by B, Samara Weaving. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I guess she is in it. But, I mean, obviously she didn't film that much. You know, she was like just in a couple scenes. But it was really it was really cool to see her because she, she's fire in that role. She's oh, yeah. fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she looks completely different from ready or not which it was confusing to us with ready or not we thought it was margot roby yeah um her uh samar we- weaving margot roby jamie king all looks the same uh, yeah <laughs> uh, and i mean that in a very very positive way so from there uh after they kill a bunch of all those people um, very bloody and, very, I, and, and funny, like funny, like bloody. It was fun to watch. Uh, uh, Jenna Ortega's character has, for some reason, has a, a, a house like a cabin, a, a cabin in the woods, a cabin in the woods. They mention it. Let's go to the cabin in the woods. Like, are, are you sure? Yeah. Weird. Uh, where she grew up there and she had all her stuff and one thing led to another. And, um, uh, Cole Johnson isn't that innocent anymore. And I liked how they uh, used a dance montage as his meaning of losing his virginity. There was a lot more which than I think it's dance cute. montage. It was like, uh, maybe I'm getting confused with Boy Meets World, but like waves crashing onto a coast and stuff like that. But I remember it reminded me of Boy when Boy Meets World on Topanga and uh, what's his name? Corey. Wedding Night. It was it was still a kid's show, but they alluded to it, and it was just, like, waves crashing into the shore. It's basically that. Uh, it was innocent, um, and good for them for doing that. Go ahead. So, uh, after they uh, did Quidus, um they left there because... Um, What's her name? Emily Allen Lind is the the friend of Cole. Yeah. Well, the actress is named Emily, uh, lies to to her his dad who happened to be there, and said no, he's going crazy. He's back to his stupid psychotic self mm-hmm. and all this crap. And it was just all a ruse to actually entrap him into like this whole sacrifice by the water shit, which was pretty cool looking. Yeah, that was it was a cool set. Um, and at that point, again, 
uh, our demonic people from the first one each pop out even after dying a second time. Which, why didn't the second group appear? Because they, um, they, they decided to quit and they weren't doing the doubles. Oh, and then that's how they... Ex- they just sort of exploded. Okay. So the, the stoner guy and the stupid jock just exploded. We didn't mention that. Okay, yeah, but, well... But Emily and Alan Lynn was there, and uh, they were ready to do the sacrifice. And um, they're like, this is all about our queen or whatever. And they're like, who is it? Who? And of course, you and I know and who, then who's, you've, you've, who's coming. Correct. And then you realize that if they do this... This sacrifice or this ritual, they get to live again and and they don't have to be in hell anymore. And, and they get is... whatever they want. Exactly. So they have the blood of the sacrifice. They in they and the blood of the innocent. And the blood of the innocent. And out of nowhere, from the water, comes out in all her glory, Samara weaving. Yay. Um, and it turns out that she was. Yeah. They, they basically. Um... They drink from the cup of the blood of these these two people, and all of a sudden, everyone except for Samar Weaving, she just sort of, you know, be. She just sort of sits back and watches them, yeah. and all of a sudden, each one of them sort of turn to dust, or they explode, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's when B's like, I guess you weren't as innocent, and she looks at the two, uh, Jenna Ortega and him. She's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I guess something happened. But that's when in the twist with B happens, uh, where we discover that um, that B was actually uh, Jenna Ortega's babysitter, babysitter before, and sh- they had gotten into an accident, and um, she sold her soul to the to devil save, to save to her save life. Jenna Ortega. Uh, so again, a, a little bit of a retcon because uh, they mentioned in the first film that. That she had sold her her soul for something completely different. I forget what. Um, I have to go back, but uh, there's articles about how that's another retcon. But they can explain that in another. And that the reason film. why she, she babysat Cole was to bring them together in order to break this whole spell. And uh, no? not not no not the the first film happened on its own, but she decided oh, okay. in the second one she decided to bring Cole back. In order for it to happen, for that, uh, okay. for them to come together. So, do you think that the reason why they were after Cole all, for the second film was because of Samara weaving? So that's an explanation, of, right okay, there. Okay, so we solved that plot hole. Yeah. Um, and then she herself drank, drinks the the cup, and she herself exploded, breaking the curse completely, and. The movie kind of ends there, sort of. Yeah, the the book is still there, so all these characters can return um, for another one, which they probably will. It's like will. The, the end of Jumanji, the original Robin Williams, where uh, it gets washed up on shore. Hmm. And yeah, yeah. it just stays there until the fucking rock gets it. Um, and this time, <sighs> uh, <laughs> moving on, <laughs> whoa. Uh, this time, Cole's father did see the the babysitter explode or whatever. Yeah. So now he believes him at least. Which is another whole thing of his whole arc of no one believing him. Yeah. But of course, they kind of wrote in, I guess, why the mother won't believe either of them because the dad decided to get stoned. So yeah. that's what she'll say, even though Emily Allen Lynn's father is dead and he did not disappear again 
another future plot hole. Well, as one of the greatest films or TV shows in history, the X-Files one says, in science fiction, no one really dies. The X-Files said that? I don't know. I got it from you. Oh. I thought it was from X-Files. I think Joss Whedon said that. Oh. About, like, Buffy. Oh. Well... Uh, the movie's pretty good. It's super funny. It's super entertaining. It's cheesy, I, I do have to admit. So I'm going to give this movie a solid 3.0. Cool. I'm I'm loving... Like, this is something that probably would not have... Like, the first one and this one probably not have been successful had it gone to theaters. But it's very, very fun to watch, you know, anyways. And very entertaining. And it has... It has like a really good cast and very well acted, yes. um, and it's not it, it you know it ain't like the Godfather of, of horror movies, but it's fun and and uh, the first one became a cult hit, and I think this one you know will do the same. Uh, I liked it a lot more than I was expecting. Again, not 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 amazing, but entertaining as hell. So I I'll, agree. I'll give it a three point zero one. Awesome. So, guys, it's on Netflix, the first one and the second one. You can binge watch it over the weekend. Light, slow, super funny, super gory in its own element. And we highly recommend it. Yeah. And with that said, do you want to play Six Degrees of Separation? Absolutely. In the top of the show, I said it was Madeline Kahn and Zoe Deutsch. And I actually chose the six degrees this time. I was trying to challenge myself. And I just thought of, you know, an 80s actress um, from one of my favorite movies, Clue, um, who has who passed away in the 90s. And uh, Zoe Dutch, Zoe Do- 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 Dutch, who was who's currently on um, The Politician, uh, who's, you know, really cute on it. She's the... Uh, her story was based on the the little girl who was Manch- Manchurian. Not Manchurian. <laughs> Manchurian, you know, Manchurian effect or whatever with her, her grandmother. Uh, Manhausen by proxy. Man- so, <laughs> Manchurian. That's, you got that for the movie, The Manchurian Candidate. Manhausen, whatever. Uh, okay, so Madeline Kahn, the amazing Madeline Kahn, uh, was of course in Clue. With uh, the amazing as well, Eileen Brennan. Eileen Brennan had a cameo in the film Jeepers Creepers. Oh. Um, she played the old cat lady. Yes. Uh, with Justin Long. Is that the one who warned them? No. Oh. Uh, she was like they they kind of went to her house to use to, to try and use her phone. And she just had, like, cats all over the place. I vaguely remember. Yeah. Um, the one that wore... Okay, we're not going to get into that. Yeah, no, no, go. Uh, Justin Long, of course, uh, had a recurring role on the second season of The Connors uh, with... Oh, shit, I had this earlier. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, of course, with Laurie Metcalf. <laughs> Good Lord. Who am I connecting it to? Zoe Ditch. Uh, Laurie Metcalf uh, appeared in Scream 2 with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Sarah Michelle Gellar starred in the television series The Ringer 
which, you know, was pretty good. It was a one-season CW show uh, where Zooey Dooch played her stepdaughter. Awesome. Okay. What about the movies, or in this case, the video on demands and albums that are out now? Oh, so new movies on video on demand this week. Uh, Jay Sebring, Cutting to the Truth, is out. I've never heard of any of these. Ava, Kill or Be Killed, is out. Rogue Warfare, Death of a Nation, is Mm. out. And Welcome to Sudden Death will be out on the 29th. Uh, new music, uh, new CDs, excuse me, new albums, MP3s, or digital, uh, whatever, however you listen to your music. Everglow has a new album. Two Chains has an album. Action Bronson. Ever heard of him? Me neither. Aaron Von Haushoff. Arian. Arian. Ooh. Oy. No. <laughs> they need to change their name. Uh, Bob Mould has an album. Uh, the country singer Carrie Underwood. Who's she married to? Someone famous, right? I don't follow country music, so I don't know. Uh, Deftones has a new album uh, called Ohms. Granger Smith has an album. Idols has an album. Joji has an album. Uh, Michelle... <laughs> Mich- Machine Gun Kelly has a new <laughs> album. Uh, he was in... The bird box. Really? He played the tattooed guy who went off and said, you know what? Fuck this shit. They're doing a bird box sequel. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, Public Enemy has an album. The Neighborhood is a rock band, I believe, has an album called Chip Chrome and the Monotones. Rosin Murphy, Irish singer Rosin Murphy, has a new album called Rosin Machine. Starly has an album. Sufjan, Suf. Sufjan Stevens. I can never pronounce his name, but I like his music. Has an album called The Ascension. Super M uh, has an album and also new music from Sylvan Esso, Thurston Moore, Tim Heidecker, Will and Will Butler. Um, for you to check out. Uh, out of these, I kind of I've kind of been wanting to check out Rosin Murphy just in general. Um, I've heard a few of her songs and. Which is really pretty voice. Sweet. That's a pretty long list. If you guys are interested, you can either buy it, download it, however you get your music fix. And our fact of the week in Spider-Man, Sam Raimi, the director who's now directing uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, for his Spider-Man movie, the one I love, the best one, uh, he wanted to use a real spider in the film. Since a Black Widow was too dangerous, they actually held a Spider Olympics to show off the talents of other Spider contenders. The brown Stadota Spider was selected, painted blue and red, and trained to go from point A to point B. Wow. And that's the fact of the week, and you can do whatever you want with it, because it's not mine. It uh, belongs to the arachnids. It does. We've made it to the end! Woohoo! It's really nice to get to hang out with you all just for a little bit. If you want us to review a movie, check out new music, or whatnot, you can DM us via Instagram at PressPlayAR or email us at GoPressPlay2 at gmail.com. That's GoPressPlayTheNumber2 at gmail.com. 
Awesome, guys. This has been an another amazing episode of Press Play with Augie and Riz. And as always, I'm Augie. Hey, I'm Riz. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.